Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations that demystify, destigmatize, and desensitize what goes on both inside the therapy room and in daily life. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Logan. And we are seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. Every week, we sit down for soul-provoking conversations with fellow seekers, thought leaders, change makers, and even real people during live coaching sessions as they navigate the hard work it takes to be a human. This is Cheaper Than Therapy. We have news for you all. Yeah, we are so excited to share that as so many of you have asked for us to host more than just one week-long immersive experience, we are bringing another retreat into the fold this year. And this time we're headed to Nosara, Costa Rica, June 3rd through 10th. Yeah. We heard you. We heard you. We're doing more. We're trying. <laughs> this time, though, we're actually bringing in two of our dear friends and colleagues to come along with us and join the party. So we're going to have Ashley Torrent and Millie Murillo there. Um, and honestly, the four of us together, I don't know, our powers combined, drawing from our collective work in the healing modalities of psychotherapy, coaching, mediumship, astrology, somatic movement, group processing, all the things. We'll be supporting you all in reclaiming every aspect of the most fulfilling life you can possibly live. It's going to be such a transformational week. I'm so excited already. And if you are interested in learning more, you can go to the link in either of our social bios or head over to Vanessa's website at vanessabennett.com. And we have payment plans available for this one as well. Yeah, definitely hit me up on email if you want to know more about that. We are super excited and we hope to see you all there. Hello, hello. All right. We're here with more questions. <laughs> okay, let me read it. We got a good one. One that I feel like y'all might be sick of hearing us talk about, but at the same time, when are you ever sick of hearing us talk about anything? Let's be real. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> pat a, pat a I love that love for us. <laughs> okay. Little us love. So the question was, I've, I'm keen to know more about your journey to be a mom. 
I love the mom. Oh, she's keen. Yeah, she's keen. I loves, loves it. Loves God, it. I'm going to start saying keen more. With the initial resistance to deciding to do it, what changed? How did you get there? And how do you feel now? For any of you listening who don't know that mm. I did not want children ever, 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 ever. I believe I have a similar attachment style to you and I have no inkling to have kids at 37, only fear. But my partner does want kids. I wonder how much is the avoidance in me the not wanting to feel needed, the wanting to maintain my independence, et cetera. Ooh, girl. Oof. Yeah. How are you going to do a... this one without saying the P word tonight? <laughs> this is the new game. Can you have this conversation without saying the word patriarchy? Um, okay. So this one's loaded and I think it's, it's loaded for both of us because we both came from a similar experience of really not, um, having that strong desire to be mothers. Um, mm-hmm. I was married for what, nine, yeah. nine years before I had yeah. a kid. Um, and I remember us having conversations and we've talked about this on some of our retreats about like the ways that we navigated what came up around the decision to do it. Um, and it's complex yeah. because there is nothing more life altering than being, um, a mother. Um, And here's what sucks that I have to caveat what I'm about to say, because it doesn't go without saying, and there's something within us as mothers that feels like we need to caveat this, but this is a conversation that we've had around the fact that I don't know a mother who sometimes doesn't say to herself, why did I do this? Mm -hmm. Big breath. Mm -hmm. And I love my child more than anything. And that's the, the caveat, right? Like that my child is the most magical, incredible, amazing gift to every part of my life um, is just better because of this little being. And um, I think every mother has moments where she's just like, why why did I do this to myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I just got in the car with you over the last weekend and I remember coming out of the house and saying, I love my kid and I don't love mothering. I don't love yeah. parenting, not mothering. I don't love mm. parenting. Uh, it's tedious. It's frustrating. It's all consuming. It's soul sucking. <laughs> it's all of the things. Can I interrupt? Yeah. And ask why did you sort of shift that from um, mothering versus parenting? Like, what is the distinction for you? You know, what's funny is I actually, I actually don't dislike mothering. So to me, Probably because I've, I'm a very mothering person in general. I've always been the mother. I'm the mother to everybody, all my friends, all the people. Now, caretaking, I don't love. And that's the shit that I've been working on for a lifetime and will always work on, the kind of over-functioning side of mothering, caretaking. But when I think in its essence of the term mothering, I think of nurturing. I think of softness. I think of laying on the couch with her, watching TV and snuggling. Like... That's the kind of mothering that I actually really do enjoy. It's the parenting. And I say parenting because to me, parenting is what encapsulates all of the things like, I need to keep this child alive. <laughs> That's the mm. shit that I find tedious. That's the shit that makes me, you know, lose my shit in the morning when she won't brush her teeth and she's got to get out the door to school. Like to me, that's parenting. And for me, that feels different than mothering. I don't know. Even the words feel different. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's interesting because we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Shafali. 
think next week. Next um, week. But I heard her say something that I thought was really interesting because she said like parenting is what we're told we are meant to do with these children when really they are parenting us. They are mm-hmm. our mirrors. They are showing us all of our activation points and sort of helping us to grow. Um, but to your point, I can understand like why parenting is the day-to-day tasks. Um And I wonder if mothering is the nurturing and, you know, connected points of like loving our child and being present with them. What is fathering? Same. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be the same. I mean, there's a part of me that feels like I want to say the word containing, Mm -hmm. um, like the feeling of containment. But then at the same time, I feel like that's mothering too. I feel like as a mother, I'm, I'm, when I'm in my mothering, I'm very containing. I'm very, it's safety, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm providing a safe haven. And I feel like fathering is the same. And I feel like maybe we get into the bad habit or the bad cycle of parenting, which parenting just feels icky when I say it, because if I'm thinking of mothering and fathering in this like lovely way, (laughs) then I think of parenting, it does feel like that. Again, it's the getting her to brush her teeth before getting out the door and you're stressed out and get your shoes on and we're late and all that shit. Yeah. And I love that you said that it's, it's stressful. And I think a lot of the stress that comes up in us is, well, certainly the expectations we have of ourselves, the timeframes, the rushing, the way that we're doing the thing called parenting. Um, you know, I, I don't know, it's parenting to me in a lot of ways. And I'm a little bit, um, I have become a little more non-conventional, I think, in the way that I parent. I think it's like living with another human, which Mm -hmm. those things are, um, are real, right? Like, I think it's hard to live with any other human. And in a lot of ways, these little humans are no exception, but, um, I don't know. Like, I think, if we think about like, if I don't like marriage, then I need to define marriage as a construct for myself. Like if I don't like society's construct of what marriage is, then I need to decide how to have a marriage. If that's something I want, a partnership, a union that makes sense to me and works for me. And I kind of feel the same way about parenting. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot about the societal constructs around parenting, frankly, for women, especially that make it miserable. Yes. And so in a lot of ways, I have made the decision to reject a lot of that. Like I have no interest in, um, all of the, like, I won't even get into like what the beautified meals that are like completely balanced and what they should look like that I couldn't give less of a hoot about. Pinterest Um, sandwich stars. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, I am, I am not interested in having me go to play dates with people that I don't want to have no shade, um, conversations with like, you know, I, I think, I very much like my kid's dad is the one that goes to the birthday parties because I am so unbelievably introverted and I'm not going to apologize for it. And I don't want to stand around on every Saturday um, and talk to people that I don't want to have small talk conversations with, with love. But also um, I think that there, there are ways like, you know, and so I do some of the things that he doesn't want to do. I am like the snuggler. I am the, the person that like affirms all the emotions and all of those things. That's like, that's my strength. But I think, um, I don't know. I'm curious to hear what that brings up for you around, like, how do we define it in a way that is different if there's resistance to the quote, like parenting, you know? Well, so in my head, I'm going back to the question around how did I get there? Right? Like, how did I get to a place? And it kind of feels like we're talking about it without talking about it, which is like, I'm still not there. (laughs) 
if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. if the question is really, how did you get to a place of knowing? I think the answer is we still don't know. Like it's a moment by moment thing, you know, like one moment I know, and I'm so like in love with this being. And the other moment I'm like, I just want to run away, honestly. And like Mm. never come Mm -hmm. back. Right. I don't say that out loud, but I think it for sure. Um, and, and so PS, thank you for saying it out loud because I think a lot of, yeah, well, I'll say it all to you. To I mean, and I mean, nobody says it. well, yeah, but I mean, I think out loud in the book, it's important right. that more women make that okay to say, you know, it doesn't yeah. mean that's what I'm going to do, but it's a feeling that I'm feeling and I can feel really isolated in that experience, you know? But I think you're right. I think that if we, if mothering and parenting were honestly just better in this country for lack of a fancy psychological term if they were just fucking better Mm. i think there wouldn't be so much ambivalence i think right now especially more than ever in any time in history you have more women in their late 30s mid to late 30s that are like do i really want to fucking do this because i'm looking around and nobody really seems happy like it kind of seems a little miserable and my friend you would be right there's a lot of misery Mm. that comes from it and i'm not i don't want to sugarcoat it like i keep saying it's fucking hard like John and I have jokingly said a million times, are we wimps? Are we just wimps? Why do we feel like we're the only ones that are ever talking about how fucking hard it is to parent and nobody else seems to be having the same problems? And I'm like, they are. They're just not talking about it. And we are just super vocal about it, right? Now, listen, I know women. I actually, I really do know women that are just absolutely obsessed with their children and want to be with their children all the time and just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And it fills them up. Mazel. Like, I love those people. (laughs) I am in awe. Um, But I do believe, again, societally, we just don't, we don't make parenting that fun. We don't make it that easy. We don't make it that enjoyable. It's really difficult. It's really expensive, right? Like our capitalistic society, the way that we live, we're super isolated. We don't live in community anymore. There's so many ways that we make parenting um, hard and not enjoyable. And so to go back to answering the question, It's not to say that we're sitting here bitching about being parents. We obviously love our children, but I think that you really need to get clear with your partner. And I, as I'm saying this a lot, I'm like, it's almost impossible to do this until you're actually in the trenches. Ooh, do I have a strong reaction to get clear with your partner? Get clear with yourself. Well, get clear with yourself for sure. But I'm saying like, not get clear with them, like have a conversation with them. But I'm saying like, do you know your partner? (laughs) What kind of parent do you think that they're going to be? What kind of parent do they want to be? What kind of roles are you going to have in your dynamic? What kind of, um, because I know a lot of people that going into parenthood, by the way, were like, everything was super equal and both parties did all of the, um, the homework and all of this stuff. And suddenly you fall like almost unconsciously into these antiquated gender roles. And I know a lot of women that are like, wait a second. This was not the man, you know, talking heteronormatively that I married. Like, this is not how it was. And now suddenly it is. And what the fuck is going on? That's a thing. That That's a thing that I feel is happening a lot more than maybe any of us are actually talking about, about how many men Mm -hmm. are falling into those roles, right? And women, we're doing it too. So the reason why I say get clear with your partner again is less about like having that conversation and more about being like, do you really think that this is the kind of partner that you're going to be 50-50 in? Because- Fuck, man, it all falls on women's shoulders. It really does, like, bottom line. 
Well, it's interesting that you say that because a couple of things, I was having the exact same thought that you just spoke to. Um, I don't think, I think even some of the most well-intended, and again, we're speaking heteronormatively, but some of the most well-intended men who are good, solid yes. men go into the space of parenting feeling like I would never be that guy. I would never be my yes. dad, but it's very similar to when people get married. I always say there's like a psychological shift that happens. And all of a sudden you're like, why do I sound like my mother? What the hell is going the on? Ownership um, thing comes into play, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many ways that people are like, that would never be me. And then, or even like, I remember before I had a kid walking into people's homes and being like, oh my God, this child has like taken over your home. Like put it somewhere, put it like <laughs> in a place and like have a civilized life. Like, ha <laughs> Danae, that's hilarious, yeah. right? I yeah. think there are so many ways we cannot anticipate um, until we're in the, the level of internal shift that is going to happen. And so I guess that's why I'm pushing back a little bit on having the conversation with your partner, because I think that person with the best intentions may not realize the extent to which they are going to unconsciously fall into patterns, the ways yeah. that all of you are both or both of you are going to be overwhelmed and start to fall into your, um, your coping mechanisms, your survival mechanisms. But I, what I will say is you need to get in right relationship with yourself around why you want this for you, right? Yes. I came to a point of realizing, and it's weird, when I got pregnant the first time and I had a miscarriage, but there was something in me, and this was like an intuitive hit V where I was like, me and this kid are meant to be together. I just knew. Mm -hmm. And I just had such a strong sense of like, I'm supposed to be a, a kid's mama. I wasn't like, you know, me and my kid are meant to be parents. It was about me and that kid. But I had a desire all of a sudden for me to be a mother that I hadn't had before. Now, I don't I don't know how you get there, except that, you know, I don't think that's like something that I can like clearly like here's the steps you follow to get there. But I think if you are not clear that like regardless of what this other person wants, I want this for me, then I would say because look, careful, it's a, it's a lifetime, right? That's right. And this you're right. It will ultimately fall on the mother. It will. I mean, yeah. this is not getting a puppy or a kitty, right? Like this is forever and ever. Amen. And so this person in particular who's writing in, who so sounds like they kind of relate to me and more of the like avoidant tendencies, you know, hyper independence, like girl, it is fucking hard. I am not one to mm. sugarcoat. I struggle with it on the daily. I struggle with it in the minute to minute interactions. It has caused a lot of drama is actually not even the right word. I was going to say in my relationship, but I actually look at it almost like for the better. Like I think there's a lot of fire, but there's a lot of growth and change that I do see being good. But let me tell you, it stirred the fucking pot, right? So well, let me go ahead. Yeah, I just think the question then as you say that should be, would I want this even if this person were not in the equation? Because yes. what we know as yes, psychotherapists yes. is the percentage of people that a child actually ends their relationship is very high. And this is Super another high. thing people don't talk about. Yes. But a lot of relationships, the point at which they end, because all of these things are brought to the surface, is when a child enters the equation. For three so years. if you would want this, whether this person is a part of it or not, then I say that's your answer. But if it's this person wants this and I just want to sort of go along because I love this person. Or I want to keep them. So I yes. got to do this because it's what they want. Uh-uh. Uh, 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 and listen, uh. you know. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's tough. I know it's you were going to really try tough. to be like, no judgment, but I'm like, uh-uh, 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 it's, it. it's not even about judgment. It's just, yeah, it's like 
there's some things that, and I am going to say the word patriarchy. Because there it is, ladies and gentlemen. First time. How many minutes today? You bit your tongue. You're in 16 I minutes. I know. I started to stop and I was like, I'm saying it. I don't care. Um, I just think there are so many ways that we have been conditioned to hold what it is to be a mother yes. that um, are really like soul depleting. Yes. And I think there's so many ways that we are not in like the full embodiment of our aliveness when, I mean, God, look at like how much traction fair play got and women just being like, yes. yes. Um, and if there's a way for us to start structuring what it means to be in a mother that we still get to thrive and be the fullest embodiment of who we came into these bodies to be, hell yes, because I think that's ultimately what we want to show our children. But if we're not really clear on what that would look like um, and what the challenges are, and that's why I think it's so important. And you and I really try hard to like speak to like what is so hard about not just motherhood, but like relationships and all of the things, because a lot of times we're like almost like taken aback. Like nobody told me, nobody told me this was what marriage was until I was in it. And we, Mm -hmm. we gotta, we gotta be a little bit more real about these things. Amen. I know we didn't answer your question because it's not a question that we can actually answer. It's a question that you have to answer for yourself, but I hope we at least gave some things to consider, some questions to ask yourself. I do want to just go back really quickly when you were saying not having the conversation with your partner. I actually disagree with that. I actually do think these are conversations. I'm not saying that you shouldn't obviously have that internal dialogue and know internally what your answer is completely regardless of whether or not that person's in the, in the room or not. Right. But I do think start having these kind of hard conversations right now. Don't let it be a blindsided thing. We're six months, eight months, 10 months into having a kid. You wake up and you realize this because here's the thing. The habits will happen. The, the, the coping mechanisms will take over. Y'all will be mm. completely depleted. No sleep. Like you're going to go back to your most reptilian self. Like it is just what happens. But if you started having these kind of real, real conversations now, then what's going to happen is that when you're in it, you can be like, remember when we were talking about the things we were not going to do? We're doing them. Let's face it. Let's talk about it. Let's bring it back up. Like I, I don't see anything wrong with having those kind of conversations now and trying to be as like honest and real with each other before you're actually in the fire as possible. Um, if only to set the stage and be like, remember when we agreed upon this? Remember when we talked about that? Like we need to revisit it because something's not working. Um, so I just, I don't know. I wanted to bring it back to that because I don't see any kind of preemptive conversation being like a bad thing. No. And the yet or yes. And right. So the yes. And for me is end of the day, the only person I get to be accountable for is myself. So 100%. you can revisit that conversation once you have the kids, but if your partner's still doing the thing, oh, of course. we got a kid. Right. But also I think, and something we've talked about is whatever the things about your partner are that are really challenging for you before you have this kid, please know those things will be amplified. Those things will be, they're not going oh away. my God, so much more irritating when they're also the child. And this is a, a whole other conversation about the ways that we as women start to parent our partners in heterodynamic mm-hmm. um, dynamics. But I think really being real with yourself about this person's capacity to take personal responsibility and your capacity to take personal responsibility, Mm -hmm. because ultimately, yes, we can have conversations. And all I'm saying is with the best intentions in the world, 
everybody. Like, I don't, like, every woman who was, like, type A, had her shit together, knew how to handle everything and make it look seamless, I have seen motherhood take that woman to her knees across the board. Over and over and over again. I'm I'm just saying. So, (laughs) yes, have the conversation. But I would say really have that conversation with yourself because... Mm -hmm. That's like at the end of the day, you're you're making that bed that you will have to lie in because you won't be that person's. (laughs) You're making. We love our children. (laughs) You lie in that bed. You. (laughs) Sound horrible. We love our kids. We swear. Oh my god! And they are, but like, but literally, they are the most magical, amazing beings. And I will say. Motherhood has changed in so many ways since I started writing the rules for myself. And mm-hmm. I think that at any time, so let's say that too, because that's important. You can make your bed and then you can decide how your bed's going to feel once you're in it. Um, you can get because new at sheets. any moment, you can get a new yeah. comforter, duvet, you can make it all lush and pillows, <laughs> silk, whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I think there's a way to say, um, you know, something you often say, which is like, um, we're going to revisit this and we're going to like reconstruct what the rules are going to be at any moment. So remember how you were talking about like when John used to like love language as acts of service and you were like, yeah, I really don't value you going and getting my car washed as much as I used to now that I'm a mother. So you're like, we need to revisit like what that actually means and what that looks like. And so I think that is true of parenthood as well. I think going into parenthood, I would have had one idea of like what I wanted it to be and who I was going to be as a mother. And then the felt experience of that was like, yeah, no, this is not going to work for me on a soul level. I got to be a different kind of mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yes, let's, let's, we're backtracking on the, you make your bed and you lie in it. Like, that's just not actually true. (laughs) You can like, you can do what feels true and then you can revisit um, how you want to structure it for yourself. Buy your silk sheets. It's okay. (laughs) Like we're gonna backtrack. That was dark. <laughs> we're like, today and Vanessa just took a really dark turn on the podcast, guys. Let's see what happens when you, you say we're patriarchy. Bed. The second you said patriarchy, it all is downhill from patriarchy. Just make note, folks. <laughs> oh well, we appreciate you all for listening. Um, make sure if you have any questions for us, you DM us um, or you can shoot us an email, cheaper than therapy the pod at gmail.com. And Danae and I are going to get better at doing a little series of these Q and A's because I think it's really helpful for you all. And give us feedback, right? Um, let us know. Is, is this helpful for you? Do you want to see more of these? We're always open to uh, to your thoughts. Love it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to connect with us more, find us on Instagram at Cheaper Than Therapy, the podcast. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.